are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Here's the newer bands of the week we are spotlighting. Wolf Tooth with Huntress and Lion Limp with Swallow Song on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
think about um, the moment, if there was a moment of breakthrough for, for Nancy and I in rock and roll, because it seems to me that it's been this long, slow, crumbling breakthrough, <laughs> um, because we're not only talking about music, a music career, we're talking about feminism. I mean, not in a classic old man-hating way, of course, but we're just talking about equality and um, so those those mores come down really slow you know and and because everybody has to women can't just succeed because women want to men have to agree it has to be a big agreement so it so our moment of breakthrough probably is a work in progress constant and by the time we're done if the message we left is a big movement along the way, then we have succeeded. See, I think when I think about um, about rock and roll being testosterone driven, you know, there goes a red flag. Rules, rules, rules. You know, I mean, sure, it was invented by men, and for women to come in and do rock and roll, sing a rock and roll song, they have to reinvent it in their own image. Um, but I didn't have any problem, for instance, singing a song like Communication Breakdown by Led Zeppelin um, or uh, Black Dog or anything else because, you know, it doesn't, it's not a, it's just as valid through a woman's perspective. Those, those words shouldn't be squished into the little box of testosterone, you know. I mean, it's, it's to me, I just didn't have any trouble with it. I just thought... This is fun, you know, I want to sing Highway Star. Why not? I, I'm a Highway Star. I want to be a Highway Star. 
I found Robert Plant's lyrics to be incredibly androgynous and flexible and supple. Rules out the window. And singing to me is basically another version of speaking. It's uh, speaking tonally. Some languages are more, um, I don't know, have more drama, more dynamic than others, like German, for instance. They can say in one word what it takes is two sentences in English to say. Well, with singing, it's the same as speaking, only it's you use the altitude, the up and down, the hard and soft, the, um, the fluid range, supple range. So it's a way to describe my emotions and to, um, to explode or to implode or to tell, well, especially for storytelling. Um, and when I don't get to sing, like say when we're not touring or recording or writing, if in those breaks that don't come that often, but, but when they do, it's a real challenge for me because I've spent most of my life singing, you know, just as often as I speak almost. Well, that's singing in front of a whole bunch of people is, um, for me, it's imperative to leave the world outside. I mean, to just be really there with those people, to try and contact them somehow. I mean, there are many, many, many minds in this room. How do you just contact them all as if they're one? Well, that's the challenge. And so it's to get inside the lyrics for me and to sing the lyrics as if I'm singing to one person, you know, like the big you. You know, you and I are, are in contact. And I've got this, this poetry I want to tell you, and I really believe it. It's got to be genuine. See, I, I even put that on myself. It has to be genuine. Even when we've done six shows in a row and it's some little dinky place you wish you weren't, you know, I still want it to be genuine. I had got a guitar in my hands, and it was my guy. It was instantly my guy. It was my... I played piano and ukulele a little up to then, but it was like this this rich um, character of sound that was really responsive to the touch and to the intention of what you wanted it to say. And it had a lot to say just on its own, the guitar. Yeah, there weren't a lot of girls that were encouraged to play certain instruments. Um, Anne tried to play uh, trumpet for a little while in the school band, which she was discouraged from doing because it just wasn't a female's thing to do. Uh, it maybe was too loud or brash or something. Um, so they encouraged her to switch to flute, which was a much more feminine kind of an instrument. Um, so I think, you know, guitar was an, an odd instrument for little girls, too, um, except for the folk the folk movement of the time, there were some, you know, there were some um, very sort of delicate, very, very delicate acoustic guitarists who were women at that time, but more as storytellers, more as accompanists, you know, not as real dig-in players. And so, um, but I didn't have a context for that. I didn't understand that there was something so different starting out. I don't think Anna or I had any concept that we were unusual to have this idea 
to go straight for the Beatles type thing. You know, so we um, completely just, without a sexual reference involved, as kids, we just strode in. We just walked in the door and made a band or two or three or five or ten. You know, it's always been a really big challenge to be taken seriously from the very beginning um, or to be, put, to be even um, understood. We sort of created our own category, I think, and we've just kind of maintained our own niche, niche, you know, niche. Um, so there's nothing much to compare us to. And really, how many women are there in, in hard rock? I mean, most women are pop, pop music, or rhythm and blues, or something, or dance, you know. Not a lot of real rock women out there that you can really think of. You hear a lot of women play guitar really differently um, a lot of women play guitar very um, respectfully, and they they play with the guitar. <laughs> they don't play it; they play with it. Um, you know, most often I think women play kind of quietly. I don't do that, but most women I think play very respectfully. I tend to overplay. I tend to play too hard because I've I've been I felt competitive. Um, in a room a lot of the times with guys as a player. So I over, you know, I just play really dynamically. Not only loud, but, you know, really, like from here to here, you know. And so, um, um, I think that's what I've developed sort of, it's my own signature kind of sound. Um, mainly on the acoustic, I'm pretty aggressive compared to most acoustic players because you know I we sit in rooms all of our lives and play acoustic guitars like jam sessions with friends and that become like one guitar can be a whole band you know you can pound on it you can make it really loud and really soft and play bass and rhythm all at the same time so um, the biggest lesson I've had to learn as a player is how to kind of refine it and simplify it and sort of shut up, you know, like simple, simpler, 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 which is, I guess, how life feels, you know, that's how life feels too. Welcome to 1977 on the Freeform Rock Podcast. What's up, Lee? Hi, Daddy. How are you? I'm doing I'm, fine. I'm, tw I'm 12 years old now. Did you put your milk it, away? No, I didn't. We usually leave it out all night. <laughs> well, you better drink yeah, that shit. Yeah, you doing? It's yeah. going to go bad. Um, actually, our family was known to, like, the, you know, we thought things went bad if you made them connect with that damn thing called ice you know if, if if you left it out then it would be one with nature and it would be all good so that's why we had cheese or bread for years in cupboards and when people came to get a spoon they went, uh oh and they shut the door again oh wow 
actually you, not I have milk that's that supposed to go bad August 30th, but it, it freaking turned already, and my refrigerator's working, so I don't know what the fuck happened. I drank yeah. some last night with some milk and cookie. It's like, bleh, bleh. Huh. Well, actually, we did have some crackers once, and my brother Steve said, um, how old are these crackers? And it's been in there for about a few years. We went, do, you, do you want us to, to throw it out? No, we, you don't need to yet. <laughs> you know, it's like if we wanted to throw it out, we would. we just leave it in there. I was stoned one time and drank milk that was six months old, and I go, oh, my God, this is like cream. Oh. <laughs> it, was wow. like, it was like chunky. It was chunky style, oh. and I go, oh, no. Did, was it was it sour? Oh, yeah. I spit oh. it out and go, this is not milk. <laughs> oh, do you like buttermilk? I don't know. I've never had it. I like buttermilk oh, pancakes. <laughs> oh, well, well, buttermilk is like sour milk. Oh, then I probably don't so, like so, it. Oh, well, it, it's, it's so like sour cream, kind of. I love sour cream. Oh, then you like buttermilk. Yeah, I like to get creamed on. Yeah, joking. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get in there. No, I'm joking. All right. Well, today we're today we're doing an album by Heart, Little Queen from nineteen from May fourteenth, nineteen seventy seven, which was recorded in Kanye Smith Studios, Seattle, Washington, February hmm. April nineteen seventy seven. Hard rock, folk rock, whatever you want to call it. I uh, spoiler alert. I think it kicks ass. And this hmm. was their second album. We were arguing about this last week. Um, mm. Released by American Hard Rock Heart. It was released May 1977 on Portrait Records and re released in 2004 with two bonus tracks. Did you get the two bonus track version? Um, no. I was uh, on Spotify. Because I got um, Too Long a Time and Stairway to Heaven live version. But so. Oh. I'll just say it right now. Too Long a Time was an early demo version of Love Alive, which is pretty cool. Mm. But So we won't get into that song. And Stairway to Heaven, I'll get into it right now, is really a kick-ass version of it. And also, they played it for Led Zeppelin when they got honored in Washington. Mm. And Robert Plant actually cried from their version. It was so good. Wow. Um, I'll assume that if it's less boring than Led Zeppelin's, that it would be good. Oh, and wow. Love Alive is probably pretty... I mean, that demo is probably pretty good, too. So, I'll say, yeah. That, it's that, different lyrics. That, but that song is, is, is pretty good. And the Led Zeppelin version... I mean, the version of Stairway to Heaven. Hmm. I almost like it. Uh, okay. All right. Well, let's get into this album, which sold over 3 million copies. And the last time it was listed hmm. was was checked... Let me see certifications. Last time it was uh, three times platinum. It was 1994, so I bet it sold a lot more since then. Oh yeah. So I think they need to get it certified again. And it also in the Canadian charts went up to position number two, and the Billboard yeah. Top 200 was nine. So this album is pretty good, man. I think. Yeah. And we'll see when we uh, review this album. But before we we review this album, we'll get into track number one. Which is Lee's number one song he picked, Barracuda. Yeah. So here's Barracuda by Heart on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Here's the newer bands of the week we are spotlighting: Wolf Tooth with Huntress and Lion Limp with Swallow Song on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, that was Barracuda. Why did you pick this track, Lee? Oh, I can hear things in this song that are a bit like early Judas Priest. This is really good. It really is the best song on the album. I'd like to hear Judas Priest do it. It's totally in their style. It is right. simply awesome. You could hear Rob Halford go, Barracuda! Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can hear KK Downing do dun 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 dun. You, you know, you can see them do it. You can see them do it. I know they you should know? do a cover. They, I don't think any band should do a covers album unless they're really good. But I yeah. think Judas Priest could do a killer covers album. But why should they? They're freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, that's why they should. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love Judas Priest, and I'm going to see them in September with Deep Purple. That's going to be the first... I'm going to break my cherry on both of those bands, and I'm so excited. Mm. I just can't hide wow. it. Wow. And my... Uh, yeah. I know my fiance is going to go, Mark, why did you do that high note? You just killed me. Sorry, Diane. Okay. Uh, she's a singer, yeah. so she she's really good at critiquing my bad singing. So let's get into track one that we just... Well, you just reviewed, but now here's my review on it. What can I say? This is one of the most iconic songs. With that opening riff, you know it's Barracuda. I never get tired of the song. It's perfect. Anne's vocals, man, what a freaking voice she has. She fucking kicks ass. And fuck, the band is so tight. It's like... It's like, man, this song is just freaking pure genius. Mm-hmm. Fucking love it. It's like precursor to like freaking 80s metal. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Yeah. And it was written by the whole band, Ann Wilson, Roger Fisher, yeah. Nancy Wilson, and Michael DeRoser. Freaking uh -huh. great fucking song. And then we get into the next track that you picked again, Love Alive. So here's Love Alive on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Girl, wanted one thing most in this world was to keep my love, keep my 
gotta keep my love Keep my love, gonna keep my love alive. So why'd you pick this song, Lee? Well, this could have worked as a heavy song, but it works quite well in this mellower context. It sounds a little bit like Jethro Tell's album, Songs from the Wood. The last part does give a taste to what a heavy version could have sounded like, though. So, yeah. Yeah, man, this song is just like, love the beginning, acoustic. You hear the Zeppelin influences. And Anne's voice is so sweet, and she plays the flute, and it works like uh, that guy from Jethro Tull, like you said. Yeah. Freaking Ian Anderson, right? Yep. Fucking, it just rules, man. It's just like a little flute here, a little flute there. It's like freaking awesome. What a great song. It's just great harmonies in it, and the band is in the fucking pocket on this track. What a great track, man. Yep. Great pick, Lee. And then we get into track Three, which is Dream of the Archer. No, uh, Sylvan Song, instrumental. What do you think of this one? Oh, this is like the group Pentangle. This is really good. They can do good folk music when they choose to do so. A little bit of it sounds a little too much like river dance for my comfort, but it's mostly a good song. Well, there was no river dance when they made this in 1977, right? Yeah, but, but but I mean, for people who know what river dance is, this is a reference point that I couldn't have made back then. Well, you could have Michael Flatley dance to it, yeah. right? <laughs> oh. The Lord of the Dance. 
Well, this Ew, song, God. I think this song matches the album cover. It's medieval, like uh, Renaissance Fair crap. Oh yeah, I love it. It's a sweet song. Love, love it. It just, it, it's just really serene, and the mel and the mandolins are so cool. I love mm-hmm. it. And it, but it also it's like a intro to Dream of the Archer, which is the next song. What did you think about this yeah. one? Oh, it's like the Battle of Evermore by Led Zeppelin, but I like this better. It also has a little bit of a Carly Simon sound to it, but Heart doesn't much better. This is a really interesting song. I like it. Yeah, I always thought Ann Wilson played on Zeppelin IV because I, I think they have a female singer on there somewhere. Oh, and, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Sandy Denny. Yeah, I thought it was Ann Wilson because her voice sounds just like her. Yeah. And it's really cool, man. This is a cool, I love the harmonies. It's so relaxing. Ann's voice with power, beautiful, and sweet all in the same song. It's freaking awesome. What a powerful vocalist she is, man. Oh, yeah. It's like if she was a man, they would have been in the Hall of Fame a lot sooner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they fucking kick ass. And then we get into the next track. Kick it out. What do you think of this one? This sounds filler to me. Even Huey Lewis does better party tunes than this. Oh, wow. I don't hate this. It does have a fun thing about it, but it's mostly forgettable. Forgettable. This is one of my favorite songs off the album. This song is awesome, and it just kicks ass, and the band sounds so tight. I can't so wait tight. to hear your opinion of the one song that I really don't like, but we'll get to that one when it when we get to it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna get. It will be my one yell moment. We're gonna get to the next track, which is the next, which is the song I picked off the album, "Little Queen," the title track. So here's "Little Queen" hmm. by Heart on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was the title track, Little Queen. What would you think about that track, Lee? Mm. Well, this sounds like a second-rate Aerosmith song. Ooh. I could imagine Steven Tyler giving them this song so Aerosmith didn't have to put it on Night in the, in the Ruts. That's how I feel. Wow. This is my favorite song off the album and is written by the entire band. Anna Wilson, Nancy Wilson, Fisher, DeRosa, Howard Lease, and Steve Fawson. The whole band wrote this song, and I love it. It fucking it took, kicks it ass. Took- yeah, it, it took five people to write a rinky-dink song. They should have took those three people off and had the two best songwriters write it. Too Ooh. many too many people in the pudding made it spoiled like that milk you drank. I love pudding. Pudding's awesome. Yeah. Would you like a pudding pop? We'll get Bill Cosby give you a pudding pop. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a pudding pop, Lee? Ew, yuck. Bill Cosby no, will give no. you one, and give you, uh, you'll pass out, and then you'll wake up with your clothes off. Ah! Oh! <laughs> All right, this is my favorite song off the album. Freaking, I'm so depressed that you didn't like this song, Lee. It just makes me mad like you get mad when I don't like what you oh, like. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ah, just joking. I won't get mad when we get to the song that, that, that well, because you might think the same way about it. I love this it. song. The riffs are so awesome. The bass is pumping, Anne's voice is so expressive, and fucking great song. I love this track. And then we get to the next track, which is a Nancy Wilson pen track, and she sings lead on it, which was the last track you picked, Treat Me Well. So here's Treat Me Well on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Through 
Treat Me Well. Why did you pick that song, Lee? Oh, this has a very strange type of sound to it. Part of it sounds like Crystal Gale, and the other part sounds like Kansas. I do like the weird switch back and forth. It makes the song more interesting. Right on. Yeah, this is a great ballad. It's beautiful. Nancy sings lead on this track, and I love this song. The guitar is awesome, and I also love the strings on it. It's so cool, man. I like this song. Yep. It's better than uh, some other songs that I heard at, at this time. <laughs> oh. And then we'll get into track eight. And I wonder if this is the song you're thinking about. Say mm. Hello. What did you think of this yeah. one? I'm not a fan of the Calypso Caribbean beat. Are they trying to do a Jimmy Buffett thing but making it worse? I can totally pass on this song. I'm not ready to dance the limbo. <laughs> Limbo, limbo, limbo. Can you get that lowly? Oh, uh, not, not, no. I don't think you're that flexible, dude. Oh God, not, not even to this song. So you probably, I, could... I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't let, I wouldn't let nobody bend me to this. But what if somebody on the other side had their shirt tucked in and was a hot chick? Would you try? Yeah, I would try. She and said, then, "Come to then... me, Lee. If you could do the limbo, you'll be mine forever." <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. All right, well, oh, I thought it kind of sounded like Fleetwood Mac. Huh. It's a cool track, but I think it's filler, but Anne's voice is still really good. Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been a better song if it was not Limbo. I, I, I mean, I like Harry Belafonte, but they, they can't do Harry Belafonte. Uh, Harry, Harry Belafonte is the shit, man. He's awesome. Freaking, yep. uh... 
Shake, 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 Sonora. Movie about Lada. I learned about him from. You know what movie I'm talking about? Mm. Beetlejuice. I don't, know. don't say his name twice. Oh. He'll be he'll be coming back if I already said it once. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. It's a cool cool fucking movie, Beetlejuice, with Michael Keaton. <laughs> And then we yeah, get to track number nine, Cry to Me. What do you think of this one? This sounds like a Christine McVie song that could have been on Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. It's a nice song. It's totally a deep cut, but it's cool. Yeah, I said I love Anne's voice. So beautiful, great acoustic, really cool song. I like it, too. And then we get to the last track, which is kind of weird, but it kind of kicks ass to me. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. What do you think about Go, Cry, Go On oh. Cry? Oh, this sounds sort of like a jam session where they heard the Beatles' I Want You, She's So Heavy, and they were having fun with it. I really like this one. One of my favorites. Yeah, this is one of my favorites, too. It's so good, so moody. Instrumental, but then it has lyrics with Anne going, Go on, cry. I can't do it, Diane. Sorry. I uh, ruined your song for you. She loves Anne um, Wilson. And it, it's just so cool. I like, and then it speeds yeah. up at the end, and and it has a freaking incendiary solo. Yeah. Um, what you can always do in order to make yourself sound better is no matter what song you're trying to sing, sing it however you sing it, and then when Diane gets annoyed at you, play her my song, the real deal. And after <laughs> she hears that. You'll you'll sound like a rose in comparison. I guess I have a thorn, but I'm a rose, right? <laughs> oh, your favorite band, man, Poison. Oh no. Would, who would you rather listen to, Poison or Bon Jovi? Oh God, at, at least Bon Jovi has has competent musicians, even though they suck. So um, I, I guess I'd rather hear one Bon Jovi song, but only one. I only I don't one. I don't. Uh, there's one song of Poison that I did like, but I think the flavor went away after a while. Yeah, the flavor got stale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Now we're done with this great album, and we already gave you the statistics on it. Frickin' yep. I love Ann Wilson's voice. We don't do we, we do a, we do too much testosterone around here. Well, you yep. we I'm trying to put some uh, female flavor in here once in a while, and you put some female flavor in here with some some bands you picked. So it's pretty I cool. Will. And uh, this is a great album, and we have Ann Wilson lead vocals, flute, Nancy Wilson acoustic, electric guitars, auto hop, mandolin, piano, lead vocals, and treat me well, and backing vocals. Roger Fisher, lead guitar, mandolin, Howard Lease, acoustic and electric guitar, synthesizer, piano, mood bass, mellotron, mandolin, backing vocals, orchestral arrangement, and conductor on Treat Me Well. And you have Steve Foss and bass guitar, Michael DeRoser, drums, chimes, tabla, percussion, and timpani. And um, mm -hmm. what I gotta say about this band, you know, I love the 80s shit too. A lot of people don't like, like the comeback album, Heart Heart. I love uh -huh. What About Love, I love These Dreams, I love The Wolf, I love all those tracks, I love Bad Animals, I love the Sammy Hagar song that he wrote for them, All I Want to Do Is Make Love To You. There's nothing yeah. bad that Hart can do, even if they went a little soft, but their newer stuff has been really cool. Check out Red Velvet Car, that's a great album. Mm. Really good album. They came out, and uh, I see they're, they're basically going to get back together. They had a little tiff. 
And I always thought Ann Wilson was hot, even in the 80s when she gained a lot of weight. I thought she was hot, and I always loved Nancy Wilson. I love blondes, sorry. But yeah. I thought Ann was pretty hot still. I did too. I mean, I mean, um, when, when, when she got a little bit overweight, I thought, well, I can still remember her when she was slim. I think so she still looked me. sexy when she was overweight, man. I, I think she still pulled it off. Some well, women could do that, man. Hmm. Well, for me, I'm I'm not gonna say that, but I'm gonna say, um, at least, at at least I remember when she was sexy. So it's not like I don't like her, but it's it's not, it's it's so like a restaurant when the chef starts leaving and they have another chef and the food isn't as good and you still try to say the food's just as good because you remember the old chef, kind of like that. Well, I think the chef, I think she got sexy, yeah. and she was sexy, and she never yeah, um, was not sexy. So yeah, I think well, she well, was she, cool. Yeah, well, she, she finally turned not sexy. I think she was always sexy. Well, well, well she was, she, she turned not sexy! I liked her! Oh, I thought okay, she was okay, cool. okay, 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 But okay, Ann okay, Wilson, sorry, in sorry, that, sorry, in that video, These Dreams, man, I had a hard-on <laughs> for, for Nancy Wilson on that video. Woo! <laughs> Damn. Oh, uh, yeah. She's she's always, she's always, well, you know, I'm trying to think of a way to tweet them and make them want to respond to me. Well, don't tweet them this episode because they're going to hear you that you didn't think Anne was sexy. Oh, and, oh. <laughs> all right, all right. And, well, well, <laughs> well, yeah. All right, well, we got two tracks of the week, and yours was? Um, by Procol Harum called Piggy Pig Pig. The group that did Wider Shade of pa uh, Pale, right? Yeah. You know, I always got them confused with the Moody Blues. Huh. Yeah, that's, Wider Shade of Pale, I th always thought was the Moody Blues for some reason. Huh. Well, that song's understandable, but a lot of their career... Uh, well, they're, they're kind of an acquired taste. It's like not everything they do is is people will like, but they did do some good stuff. Cool, well... And then I picked a classic by Tom Petty from his first solo album called You're So Bad. You know, my sister mm. got lucky, married a yuppie. Yeah. Mm. I love this song. It's one of my oh. favorite. It's one of the, it, it was a single, but I think it's the best song off the album. Wow. Better than, better than I Won't Back Down and Running Down uh -huh. a Dream and, you know, all those good, all those big hits he had. This is like the best song off the album. Mm. It's acoustic. It's so I good. can't think of, oh, go on. It's a great track, man. You're yeah. so bad. The best that I ever had. In a I was just going to say, oh, go on. Uh, I just love that song. It says, yeah. I like how he says, My sister's ex-husband can't get no loving. Took mm. him for all he was worth. Mm. Now he's got nothing. Head in the oven. I can't decide which is worse. I love that huh. song, man. He's well, such great lyrics. Yeah, I was gonna say I can't think of two songs that go less together than Proko Harum's Piggy Pig Pig and Tom Petty's You're So Bad. I know, isn't it cool? Yeah. Oh, weird, but that's but why I we're like free weird. form, man. We kick ass. Yeah. yeah we kick <laughs> ass. Even even though other podcasts think we suck, we kick ass. Yeah. To us. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Yeah, I kick my own ass every time I finish. Oh, dude, you, you, you're you really that flexible, huh? You like kick your ass in the, with your foot in the back? Uh, uh, 
So you can do the limbo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you're drunk. Yeah, I, 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 I admit too many things when I am drunk. <laughs> All right, man. So let's get into this. The tracks of the week are Tom Petty. Wait, wait, wait. What are we doing next week, Lee? I don't know yet. <laughs> I'll, All right, I'll well, let get, you know. Get back to me. But here is yep. Pro Call Harem, Piggy Pig Pig. And Tom Petty, you're so bad on the Freeform Rock Podcast. And wait, before we go, i like to say something. Share and write a five-star review on on iTunes and share this podcast up the ass. We need help. And Oh, dude, you mean share did a five-star five review? That's do, cool. Do a five-star review. Oh, no. I wish Cher would do a five-star review, even though I hate her. But, um, oh, right. but, but No, no. But yeah, share, share this and write a... Write a five-star review. If you don't know how to write a review on Pod, on Podbean or Spreaker, then do it on iTunes. We're all over the place. All I'm, you have to do is just just look it up. Damn. Yeah, we're on iTunes and uh, Podbean. We're not on Spreaker. I can't afford that crap. I'm broke. Uh, but uh, uh, we're on iTunes and Podbean. And give us a five-star review on uh, iTunes and uh, follow us on uh Podbean, and you could write comments on our episodes on Podbean also. I don't know how to find them, but I will look. I wonder if we have huh. any comments on Podbean, because I never tried to look. Huh. <laughs> but, um, I could look. Yeah, check it out and let me know. Well, here is Tom. Here is Procol Harum, Piggy, Pig, Pig, and Tom Petty, You're So Bad. And thank you guys for listening to our 30 fans. And also, your last episode got almost 30 downloads. I'm really proud of you, Lee. That's cool. You yeah. know, because um, um, I know how to pick stuff that's popular. <laughs> and also, your older episodes are starting to uh, get some play. Like, uh, co-stars actually went from 10 to 17. I was impressed. <coughs> that's cool. Yeah, you know, so... Um, I think people are starting to listen to the albums now, and then they're telling their friends about us. Yeah, we... we, we it's like Lee picks the obscure shit, I pick the more mainstream shit, but that's why we work. Uh, well, I don't think it's mainstream. I mean, I don't think it's it's um, obscure. I I know about that album a lot. Well, you do. Other people don't. That's why well, we well, review it. Well, that's the problem. I, I pick <laughs> mainstream shit. All right. Well, get on our Facebook page and tell us if Lee picks mainstream shit. All right. Hey. Until next week, Procol Harum, Piggy Pig Pig, and Tom Petty, you're so bad. Take it easy, Lee. Hey, take care, man. All right, man. Bye. One, two, three, four. My sister got lucky, married a took him for all he was worth. Now she's a swinger, dating a singer. I can't decide which is worse. But not me, baby I've got you to save me Oh, you're so bad Best thing I ever had In a world gone mad You're so bad Hey
Now let's get into the promos. Ear Pillar, the podcasting and interview news site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear, go to earpillar.com to find out what we're all about. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Punch it, get blasted! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! I wanna rock! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! You gotta fight! For your right! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! We've got Bush! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! That's right, bangers! Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern. The Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. From New York. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? From North Carolina, Skitter Pal Meow Meow. This is Bushy and the Mountain. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure only on the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Thank you very much. Rock and Rollers, if you want a podcast that kicks a lot of ass, Make sure you check out the Terrence Reardon and Friends audiovisual podcast on YouTube. Every week, yours truly looks at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life and also in the history of rock and roll in general. And I'm usually joined by a friend or two, and I cover everything from ACDC and the Eagles to Pink Floyd to Rush to The Who and everything in between. But. There is no country music, no Tim McGraw, no Garth fucking Brooks, no rap, no Wu-Tang Clan, no fucking Jay-Z on the show because that shit is frowned upon with this rock and roller. So if you want a kick-ass rock and roll podcast, check out the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. New episodes up every Tuesday exclusively on YouTube. Hey, this is Lee Gerstmann, and if you like to hear some stuff that's like, you don't know what it's gonna be, and even if it's stuff that I don't even know what it's gonna be, check me out on what I call the Lee Gerstmann Show, and it's just me doing reviews, or me doing horsing around, or whatever I'm doing, check it out, please. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. 
Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.